my training, my basic acting and also directing training in theater was so much in line with this philosophy, with the found footage philosophy, you know? So it's so much work because there's so much background work, so much psychological work, so much because, for example, we there were months and for me years, for the actresses, there were months of preparations and emails back and forth and, and living in character because I tried to create all the circumstances, I, I tried to create this fictional world where Be My Cat happens. So when we turn the cameras on, that world breathes and lives and exists and evolves all by itself. And, and I believe this type of directing, I believe it's harder actually than the traditional directing where you just put cameras, you play with lights, you play with angles. Those are uh, require lots of technical skills and uh, different type of creativity. But I believe this one where you actually try to create a fictional world in real life, you know, <laughs> with real human beings breathing and feeling and existing in a parallel reality. Oh, this takes like months or even years in our case. And for my second movie, for We Put the World to Sleep, the one that I did with, with Duru, I pushed it even further. The camera will be invading a universe which is already pre-existing. And I don't have to do much in terms of uh, telling them what to do and how to move and blah, blah, blah. Things will quite well progress by themselves this way. Welcome to Speak All Evil, the podcast you were warned about. I'm Trent, here with Kevin and Dave. Hello. 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 This week, we are very excited to welcome two special guests to the show, Adrian Sofe and Drew Ugel. Hello. 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 Thanks for having us. Exactly. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you both so, so much for being here. We talked about Be My Cat, a film for Anne, a few weeks ago. Be My Cat was written, directed, produced, and stars. Adrian, that movie just blew us away. I, I'm still, I think about that movie almost every day, uh, and especially planning to be here with you guys. That was something, and it's funny, it's a, the film from 2015, it's out there, it's easy to see, and you can check out um, adriansofe.com for more, and uh, Adrian and Duru have a joint Patreon account where you can find out more about what they're up to now. So we realize that that movie is, is not what you guys are doing right now, but it was something so profoundly uh, affecting to us. Adrian, I wondered if you could, we could start off maybe, if you could tell us a little bit about the genesis of Be My Cat and some of the the nuts and bolts of the filmmaking and, and the inspiration, but some of your guiding principles is there's a lot of theory I later found out about that film, a lot of theory around that film that you use to approach it. And I wondered where you would kind of just start explaining, you know, the how and the why of Be My Cat. Hmm, yeah. So um, I think everything started at the end uh, at the end of my of my masters um in acting i was in bucharest and i was doing a theater show actually a one man show um which i i which i directed i was acting in it and uh, i also kind of wrote it but not really wrote it kind of adapted it from another monologue which i found on the internet 
and it, it was it, it was about this guy who appeared in front of um, audiences on stage, and uh, uh, the story was that he is in this uh, mental asylum, and the audiences were the committee, you know, the committee that must decide on his case if he's going to stay or leave the, the asylum. So he was telling his story. So practically I was telling my story to the audiences, trying to convince them to set me free, like that, that I'm cured. But while telling the story, it was becoming more and more obvious of like the, uh, like all more, more and more horrible and horrible disturbing details were coming to light as I was telling the story. So this was a, it was a kind of a, a dark comedy. I would say the one man show was, uh, still some horror, but probably a little bit more of a dark comedy than horror, somewhere in in, in between. So uh, when I saw that this this is really uh, uh, that I'm I'm having success with this one, um, sadly not financial success, but uh, I was like at some point there was a, I went to a festival and there was a small group of people and like literally at the end they were like both applauding and laughing and crying at the same time. And then that was a huge realization for me was like, like, oh my God, like I can do stuff by myself. You know, I, I don't have to, because, you know, it's hard when you, in, I don't know, probably it's, uh, it was hard in Romania. I think it's hard everywhere. You know, when you finish mm -hmm. this acting college, your studies, it's much, it's extremely hard to be hired to get a role to land uh, something so <laughs> Duro knows as well it's hard in Turkey as well it's hard everywhere I think so um, so th so that's why I did the one-man show you know because I thought okay I'm not going to wait to be uh, to be given a chance by a director if that's not coming you know, I'm gonna do I'm gonna make my own opportunities I'm gonna make my own uh, entry so when I saw that I could do it by myself with theater and has an impact on audiences. I said, okay, now it's time to move to film because film was my true passion from childhood and teenage years, not theater actually. Mm -hmm. Theater is something that I did because I studied acting and in, because in Romania, they don't do many movies. When you study acting, you only do theater, you don't do movies. So that's why mm -hmm. I kind of, but when I saw that, I saw, okay, now it's time to move to the next level. You now to touch, not just audiences in a small theater room, to touch audiences worldwide. So, and uh, I, I kept some of the psychology of my character in that one man show. Like he had some issues with the, he was obsessed with the, with an actress. And in the one man show, I was using the name of a real Romanian actress again for more realism. Um, and, uh, uh, and also he had some problems with, he, uh, with uh, his sister's cat stuff like that so i i so, so so when i made the transition to film i thought okay now we gotta have uh, a worldwide known uh, actress for that for so that worldwide audiences will connect to the story and just about the time when i was developing developing and also 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 an actress that has something to do with cats you know i wanted that as well because there was this this thing in hip psychology so just about the around the time when i was working on these things on when i was developing the concept of be my cat it was at the end of 2012 two movies came out one was uh uh les miserables with anne hathaway and i was like blown away by her performance in les miserables 
And about the same time, I was beginning to again, like kind of live in character. It was a comp- it was a continuation of me living in character for my theater role because that one I had to play, let's say, once in a month. So I was kind of a little bit partially living in character when I was in in between, in order not to lose touch with it. So then, when I started to continue, uh, at uh, so uh, I was kind of still kind of a little bit partially living in character. So uh, as I was seeing in 2012, two movies came out. It was, it was Les Miserables. I was blown away by her performance in that musical. And at the same time, The Dark Knight Rises came out. And my character was blown away by her performance in The Dark Knight Rises, you know, because it was it had to do with cats. Of course, she was a worldwide known celebrity. It had to do with... Uh, it had this 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 cutting, and also it, it was exactly uh, in in it. Also, it had to be um, in order for for me to be able to realistically um, create, in order to realistically build this obsession, I had to start from a point of reality. Because if 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 I pick up on any any actress that I don't personally appreciate, there is nothing. Okay. Uh, I wouldn't be realistic to play that I'm obsessed with that person, but because I already, I was like blown. Personally, I wasn't blown away by what she did in The Dark Knight Rises. Yes, she was okay there. Okay. I was blown away by what she did in Les Miserables, you know? And when I saw that, I realized, okay, I can build upon this. You know, I can put a magnifying glass uh, upon this, uh, genuine appreciation, nothing like uh, <laughs> nothing unhealthy. Well, I can put a magnifying, ugly, dirty glass and transform it into an ugly obsession, you know, psychologically. Uh, so that was another reason. Um, so that's how I picked uh, Anne Hathaway because I told you this story. This is a question that comes a lot in interviews. So um so this is how uh, this is how the this is how the basic uh, this is how the basic concept of the of the film came out, yeah. And of, of about the found footage part, there was a combination of again when I was doing this theater show, there was this uh, um, when I studied acting in college and in masters as well. Uh, I studied acting with the um, with the Romanian theater director, who he revolutionized this Romanian acting school, and he had like two theories. He one was in theater directing, and one was in acting. And the one in theater directing, he was saying that uh, he wanted to create to create these shows that didn't look like theater shows at all. You know that people would watch and would be like in awe, like oh my god, like is this happening for real? Like should we? step on stage and intervene and stuff like that. <laughs> like, you know, he tried to remove any elements whatsoever that would remind people that that is a show. And uh, uh, on, on, on the part of acting, he was using improvisation. He, he sought that, that type of acting performed, that natural acting performed that doesn't look like acting at all. So uh, because I studied both of these at the same time, when I made the transition to film, I all of a sudden remember just a second, like when I was a teenager, I saw that movie, The Blair Witch Project. And what this guy is doing now in theater, probably uh, he died actually in 2010, I think he died, yeah. So totally unaware of each other, these guys didn't film in the US, you know, with with the found footage genre. 
So, you know, like trying to create a film that doesn't look like a film and also the type of improv they used, like putting the actors in the actual circumstances of their characters, which is what the guy was trying to do in Romania, you know, for, for us to be put in those circumstances of the characters. So then I realized that I really, like my training, my basic acting and also directing training in theater was so much in line with this philosophy, with the found footage philosophy, you know? So although, and, and of course, it, it's so much work because there's so much, there's so much background work, so much psychological work, so much because, for example, we there were months and for me years, for the actresses, there were months of, preparations and emails back and forth and and living in character because I tried to create all the circumstances. I, I tried to create this fictional world where Be My Cat happens. So when we turn the cameras on, that world is, is uh, breathes and lives and exists and evolves all by itself. And, and I believe this type of directing, I believe it's harder actually than the traditional directing where you just put cameras, you play with lights, you play with angles. Those are uh, require lots of technical skills and uh, different type of creativity. But I believe this one where you actually try to create a fictional world in real life, you know, <laughs> with real human beings breathing and feeling and existing in a parallel reality, Oh, this takes like literally months or even years in our case. And in in for my second movie, for we put the world to sleep, the one that I did with with Duru, I pushed it even further. And now I regret it. I'm going to tell you <laughs> later. <laughs> I, I don't believe. I don't believe a word you say. I think this is all an alibi. I think you're just covering your ass. Uh, <laughs> fiction. Exactly, right? Fiction. Well, spe speaking of that, you'll notice that there is a fourth host of Speak All Evil. Her name is Kat, and we didn't let her come on the show today. <laughs> we, we kid. Um, but you you touched on a lot of this, Adrian, and I'm very, very curious to get into this. You talk about the difference between theater and film and sort of dissolving the fact that you're looking through a camera and you're watching a performance. And in terms of found footage, you know, if you go to your website, you have the entire manifesto, which is a really, really great read. One of the things in your manifesto that you talk about is Ashley Bell's performance in The Last Exorcism. Hmm. And yeah. I found that incredibly intriguing because that's an example. And I'd like to hear you talk on this. She gives that performance in a found footage movie that kind of applies to everything you say is great about found footage if you do it well. Then they do The Last Exorcism 2 and they take all of that away. And they do what you get into in your found footage manifesto, where it's very clearly cameras are in the room. Other people are there. And can you talk on that a little bit, like the difference between those, but how it applies to your your entire philosophy on why found footage works? OK, I, I haven't seen the second part because I, I saw the no. bad reviews. So no need I, to. <laughs> so I haven't seen that. But I, I, I think I'm I think I'm getting what happened because, yeah, this is what happens with lots of there. Um, there are different types of, I think I would say, failures with the, with the found footage genre. There is there is this overproduction, 
okay uh, this is one issue okay when when the big studios come and they want to do it uh, traditionally okay they they don't they don't allow they don't for, uh, normally the way you would do ideally a found footage film let's say the, act, the action happens i'm just going to give a theoretical example the action happens in a in a cabin in the woods okay and there are some people there living friends and then boogeyman comes and eats them what not whatever so okay so so uh, the way you do a found footage film you don't bring actors there and then you start directing them because that wouldn't look real they would do what you are telling they won't feel like saying those things doing those things they those things won't come naturally this type of directing can work on a traditional on a film that is shot traditionally because that requires 99% realism okay so if you want to do a movie with uh dicaprio with what not okay with uh that 99% realism is enough works in a traditionally shot film in a found footage film that 1% of artificiality of things that are obviously directed ruins everything you can't have that in a found footage you need to have 100% realism so you can't direct you can't work this way with people you need the way i would do it and the way i think would work for a lot of directors to do it okay for that example with the cabin in the woods okay you you bring out the actors you say look you are going to live for one month two months three months before shooting you are going to live here in this cabin you are going to uh, settle here like you are going to live in the same the same life that your characters are living for these three months you are going to have the same goals the same aspirations the same dreams that your characters and you are going to act upon those things you are going to try to make them a reality i don't know what whatever they are okay they, you will engage in the activities that your characters engage in all these things but later after all these three months when i go with the cameras i come with the camera the camera will be invading a universe which is already it's like will be invading their intimate space there you know it's like we'll be invading a world which is which which is already pre-existing and i don't have to i don't have to do much in terms of uh, telling them what to do and how to move and blah 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 things will quite well <laughs> progress by themselves this way so well uh, and of course uh, when you overproduce you know and not necessarily respecting these things of course when if it's, it's uh, you kind of <laughs> you lose this uh, uh, you do this natural feeling and another or of course then and then there is the other thing uh, i would say for fun footage when you just uh, probably the way they try to do with blair witch you know after blair witch people thought like oh that's so easy you just go with the camera in the in the woods and you make blair witch and you 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 and like literally thousands of copies overnight people thought all you have to do is just to go with camera in the woods and yell you know <laughs> of course <laughs> it's anyone can do it yeah <laughs> exactly exactly so uh, there are kind of these two extremes in which people people fall you know like trying to just they just think it's too easy and ah, i just I have to improvise but you improvise on empty because again again that same preparation is lacking that living in character is essential okay so you if you go and just improvise improvise on empty you won't be able to do it and and, and when you come even when you come with big gears and big cinema and stuff like that 
Yes, you compensate with the techniques, but again, if there is no living in character and there's no real world there, it's like if the if that world is little and the big gear and the huge team around and the lights and the equipment is, is bigger than the world, then that looks artificial. You know, it takes over the world. Okay, camera needs to be like a like, oh my God, being shy. Oh my God, being afraid to enter that world. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just talking about a different type of camera here because of course they are I'm just talking in very general terms, okay? Yes. Because yes. of course camera is part of the story. There are different discussions here, but I'm just talking in very, very, very general terms now. Yeah. Of course. So, well, first yeah. <laughs> off, I want to just say that I think that you have the greatest found footage film of all time. When you talk about Blair Witch as an inspiration, it reminds me of like Beethoven talking about Justin Bieber or something like that. <laughs> you far, far exceeded uh, what I think that they did. I think you've, I agree. you've created a new medium and a new uh, feeling in horror um, that is very, very special and very unique. A lot of the actors that we speak to on the show that have played villains in roles they say that they like it when people in real life can't discern between the real person and the actor because they were often bullied or like, you know, like the drama people are kind of the outcasts, like many of artists. This is actually a question for Duru. Um, being Having uh, worked with such a realistic uh, actor here, has anyone ever told you you look like Anne Hathaway? And and do you trust this man <laughs> as a director and as a partner? Um, you know what level of trust goes into this kind of uh, working relationship. So, so first of all, do you think I look like him? I, I do. I, I do. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Oh, maybe like our features are prominent, and she also has quite big eyes. Yeah. So yeah, those things definitely. I don't think I look like her, but thank you for the compliments. I absolutely think she looks much better than me. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I think I'm okay. Like, okay. So the thing is, like, because I know um, his favoritism is just centered around an artistic appreciation. Right. I mean, of course, he finds um, her very beautiful as well, but like, it's actually she finds some other actresses um, much more beautiful like <laughs> so so i didn't um i didn't care about that and like when we met at no point in time he mentioned that he thinks i look like her uh, so i don't think he, he thinks this way <laughs> about me but uh yeah the second part of your question i think you said the trust right the trust yeah about between like together. So can you a little bit elaborate on that? Because well, basically, uh, hear, do you hear the box a lot? I, yeah, there's like a do monkey or much? a parrot in the background. <laughs> huh? <laughs> this just makes the animal noise in the back. I don't know what that is, but it just makes it sound much more internationally authentic. Uh, <laughs> okay, so, but to to clarify on that, he seems to get a mix between real fear. And acting fear, like you get the the feeling that there's an authenticity to some of the people's reactions, and so when you're working in an environment where that is present, 
um, what level of trust uh, goes into shooting the scenes? Is it for for you, Adrian? Is it like forgiveness is even easier than permission to get what you're trying to get, or or are you really? It seems like you've been in contact with people for months setting this up so they know what they're getting into. But are there times when you were scared, Drew? Adrian, would you like to go first, or? Uh, okay, I yeah, can. you answer and then I'll follow. Okay, but uh, I was not at all uh, personally like I was not at all into Anne Hathaway. You know, like I, was, I, the only thing I cared was her performance. That's what what blew me away. Right. Uh, the thing is that when I saw her in The Dark Knight Rises, it was a it was a rational decision. You know, I thought, ah, like this guy can really be into her. You know, it wasn't like a me feeling that it was like me thinking aha i got it like this guy can really be into her you know because it's 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 it, it was obvious you know because of his obsessions and stuff like that and it's convincing your obsession is convincing i'm wondering like when people are working with you if they're also experiencing the same thing we are as viewers that this is very convincing the blurred line between what yeah. is real and what's you not. Know, yeah, yeah, it, it it can be convincing, I think. But um, mm. the thing is that we we had a we had a, a sort of a quote unquote safe word for be my cat, which was essential for our work working, uh, and that was a language switch. We had this agreement that whenever the camera is is on, and uh, we are speaking english it means that we are in character it means that me the the fake director is giving instructions to the actresses played by the real actresses so whenever we were make, whenever one of us uh, would make the switch to romanian that meant like we are out of character it's just me giving this this in order to not confuse things and this but we never we never had to use actually this language switch. We never had to use it like a, like in an emergency type of situation, right. but but it being there gave us and gave the actresses a lot of courage to plunge as far as possible into the character, because otherwise we might have been afraid. You know, we might have been afraid. Oh my God, what if what if it's misunderstood? What if? What if the actresses for real will feel it as like a like a like a, a form of psychological abuse? And that's not right. You know, it, you can't bring abuse on a on a film production. Right. And that's why, from months in advance, I devised this this thing. And knowing that it's there, for example, in the in the scene with so with Sonia calls the nine one one. That was that was me before telling her, say, hey, like now I want you to really. I don't want you to tell me, but I want you to really push things like further. I want you to do something to reject my character. Okay. Like while, while improvising, I didn't tell her to call the police. I didn't say anything like that. That, that was a huge surprise when, when she, she called the emergency, the equivalent of 911 in, in Europe, which is 112, actually. That was a huge surprise during impro uh, in character. And, and for a second, I got a little bit worried for a second, you know, because it everything felt so real and her calling the the police and everything, you know. For a second I thought, oh, what if she feels unsafe or something? But then I realized that the moment she hung up, she continued speaking English <laughs> with me. So that this allowed us to continue freely and improvisation, you know, without me feeling afraid, like, oh my God, oh my God, something uh, something is happening. 
so her speaking English made it clear that, okay, everything is good. We are still in character. She just did this crazy stuff in character, not, not out of character. That's- uh, that was for Be My Cat. That was for Be My Cat. For we put the world to sleep for my second feature film, which we it's in the making for the last, now I think, eight years. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, which I'm doing with Duru. Uh, now we are editing it. For this one, I wanted to push things even further, both in terms of improv, because for Be My Cat, for example, we had we had a, a clearer structure and we improvised a lot of the dialogue. So uh, we, we had some points which we had to hit, some narrative points, and we improvised a lot in between. Or we put the word to sleep, I wanted to push even further. I wanted to see how is it if we just create this, this parallel reality, this psychology of these characters, and then they just just see where that leads us, you know, like even the story to be discovered while we improvise. And on top of this, I wanted to do something else. Uh, When Duru joined the project, because being married and knowing each other very well, I thought, okay, maybe we don't need in this case that safe, that type of uh, safe word. I, I tried to put one, I tried to use one, something with a word, I forgot exactly, but then it didn't, we didn't end up using it. So I thought because we already know each other so well, it's not like she would confuse me or I would confuse her with, with being in character. So I thought it's it's safer because, yeah, um, we shot it already after a period of being together where we already knew each other. That's when we started shooting it. So I thought that wouldn't be a problem. And I would say that, uh, indeed, that wasn't a problem. It's not like she confused me with my character or I confused her, although, uh, but I would say that it was disturbing in the sense that it's it's psychologically dangerous. I will never do this again, what I did for We Put the Word to Sleep. Because looking back, those years when I was living in character, looking at, back at my posts, social media posts, the views that I had about the world and stuff like that, after, after finishing shooting immediately, it felt, looking back at all those things, uh, I, I couldn't see very well where the, where the real Adrian ends and when the, where the character begins, stuff like that. Like, my life for the past years uh, felt a little bit blurry, you know, like not being sure, like questioning myself, just a second, I don't think I would have made this Facebook post. I don't think I would have talked this this political stuff on my soul if it wasn't for and 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 what's more serious and this is this is the, the part that I feel I pushed it I pushed too much. Uh, it's not about the uh, it's not about the actual moments when we shot the film because those were obviously uh, fictional. So uh, when we actually shot the scenes. It's not like Duru felt afraid of me or I felt afraid of Duru or she confused. No, that, that because we knew each other, we didn't need a safe word for that. The problem was lingering, lingering parts from our characters into our real life. Because uh, in when you are shooting, you are fully in character. But there was a partial living in character all these years, even when you are not shooting. That is the true problem. Because I, I even questioning, would I have said those things if I hadn't been in this character? Would I have even even to Duru personally, would I have said, would I have given these opinions about life? You know, what are our goals in life? What do I think about? 
would I have said these things if I wasn't working on that character? I don't think I would have. I think they, those things were actually influenced by me working on the character. So because of that, like I, I feel like living in character is essential, like truly essential for acting both found footage and non-found footage, actually. You know, it's it's so interesting when you when you talk about this intersection of of theater and reality. It it, it seems to me that you're doing a sort of a sort of reality theater on film more than you you know, and that's different from from doing a movie. But hearing you talk about it, especially some of the um, some of the bleed from your character into real life, that can happen where you have this bleed and you you get to you know what what is real anymore and and, and what is the theater? I wondered, um, Duru, did you have any of those feelings when you started working on We Put the World to Sleep with Adrian? Yeah, and I can also respond to Dave's question with this occasion. Um, yeah, the the trust, first of all. Yes, um, I think, honestly, as all of you might have heard already, or maybe you know it personally from your experiences as well, I think um, there's a bit of a tricky thing when you work with one of your relatives or very close friends or partner, <laughs> it's even harder, I think. So I definitely, in that sense, we had uh, some problems because it's like we feel like we can both demand everything from each other. Um, and like, it's like, and we are full on with supporting each other's, you know, processes or, or the or the you know the outcome uh, so there is this full support nonetheless that is also tricky because <laughs> it's like when you want to give both full support and also feel like you can demand anything and and it's a mutual thing and then um, when there are creative differences it's a little bit like there are two buses so who is the pattern there? You know, like it's a little bit, that line gets blurred. And it's like sometimes I want to take the lead so much and not give in to what he thinks is good. And he sometimes very much is appreciative, was appreciative of my input or ideas. But sometimes I was really resi resisting the, to certain things. And because we were... As Adrian said, like he took so much risk when it, so many risks when it comes to, you know, not like in Be My Cat. Again, there was no script here. And again, there was no script there, but it wasn't only improvisation. It was something much more than that. And I'm someone, even in my acting school, I was known for being so good in improv, but like the amount of, uncertainty an amount of kind of finding literally nearly nothing to hold on to you know for me it was at times so 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 challenging so i hope i i put put some good stuff there when it comes to my part i mean not only with acting but with with all the things uh when it comes to my all my input so that's why like adrian definitely like literally walls. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to never again uh, leave everything 
to whatever will occur in the moment to that point. And also the amount of incredible amount of footage we have in our hands right now. It's like literally shooting yourself in the heel. I mean, it's so outrageous. Um, I mean, what I mean is courageous, um, but for us, it's outrageous as well because we have all, the, all of it in our hands to put together and to decide from. So, yeah, it's like that trust is like it's, it goes both ways. Um, it's a luxury and it's at the same time. It can turn into a problem at times. Um, but we, we are both very flexible people, I think. That helped. And we are also very, I think, very forgiving people in nature. It's like right now I'm bragging about how good we are. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't mean that. But I think that definitely helped us when it comes to accepting many things. Maybe some other people will feel like already quitting in the middle of the road. Uh, help me with the pronunciation here, Adrian. Ian Koja. Mm -hmm. So that's somebody that comes up a lot in your writing and obviously in your inspiration and everything. And I noticed, you know, we have We Put the World to Sleep, which you've been working on now for upwards of seven years. And then Pure is the third movie in the trilogy. Yeah. There's very little out there about Pure. And, but uh, there, there's an acting credit, Mercia Giorgio. Okay, I can explain about that. Initially, the third movie in the trilogy was supposed to be called Dr. Frankenstein. So I talked, I, I've spoken with my former acting teacher. Like he was a student of Yon Koja. This, like, uh, and from him, I learned his method. I didn't study directly with Yon Koja. So I wanted him to play a role in the movie. I envisioned him playing a role in that Dr. Frankenstein. I envisioned him playing, the, playing Dr. Frankenstein, literally. Or something like that. Because it was like some years ago. And then uh, when I've changed the project, uh, I decided to no longer make that Dr. Frankenstein. I had this wonderful revelation about making pure. I thought, oh my God, I got to make this one no matter what. You know, like It's like miles away more important and more valuable than the initial. Then I just, instead of just creating a new IMDb page, I just changed the page of Dr. Frankenstein to pure. I submitted some, some, some edits. So he was left there credited, but I haven't spoken with him uh, about being in the new movie. So that's something to be, to be discussed. And by the way, because Duru talked so well about the, about the difficulty of acting, you know, in, a film where you don't have too many things to cling to, you know, <laughs> not just because in Be My Cat, they did have some lots of, uh, they did have some plot points. And uh, in We Put the World to Sleep, the actor became also the creator of the film, actually, because based on my improvisation and her improvisation, the movie would move in a direction or another direction. <laughs> so I think this also put extra weight on our shoulders and probably even more so on Duru's shoulders because 
when you are cast, you expect to act. You don't expect to write the movie while acting, <laughs> which is, which is <laughs> um, so, which is what ultimately uh, happened. You know, <laughs> so, so this trilogy, in terms of improvisation, works this way. There is, I, I have this vision, this very balanced view of the trilogy. Be my cat was like fifty percent improvised, fifty percent scripted. I would say. Because although there was no traditional script, there was I had lots of sheets with plot points, so 50-50. We put the world to sleep, I would say was 75% improvised and only wow. 25% scripted wow. because there were still some, some elements, but very too loose to hang on to them. But And because I have realized that this is, has been madness and very hard to work, pure, I'm doing it the exact opposite. It's going to be 75% scripted, only 25% improvised. So pure is going to be closer to the traditional, what you would call the traditional, traditional film. But not yet, yet, and I cannot disclose what will be the... What will be the the trick with it? <laughs> what will be the magic of it? There will be. I hope. I hope. Uh, I hope what I'm planning for it will be something, something truly powerful and truly revelational for people. I I can't talk in any way about it though, about this thing that I have in mind. Um, yeah. So 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 that's 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 the thing with uh, with pure and uh, and by the way, Duru's name, Duru in Turkey means pure. So, <laughs> oh, interesting. The, the the concept of the film came to me like literally at the same time with you no know, with realizing like oh my god her name is pure. Like I wanted to make the movie like oh my god I'm gonna name this 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 new this movie pure and Dur is going to play the lead role. And I go, oh my god her name is actually pure. You know it was like <laughs> oh my god oh my god my god one after another. You know this 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 realization. You know it's like and it's like this happened over a couple of seconds. So like oh my god oh my god and, this, and I realized oh my god as if as if this was meant to be. You know as if this was so much meant to happen. So that's why this is such a um for, for be my when i did be my cat i knew i knew that this movie has to happen you know i felt this this very very strong calling you know i knew this movie is going to happen and i knew that this movie is going to be successful i don't know i had this this uh, as if yeah as if i was guided you know by by an invisible power by an invisible force you know for we put the world to sleep it was a more rational decision you know it wasn't this this thing this 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 visceral thing maybe because for we put the world to sleep i myself i went into a darker psychological path for the character when we put the world to sleep so that that left little space for spiritually you know or spiritual experiences or this type of passion you know that was a probably brought me personally in a more darker more materialistic more more because because we put the world to sleep was kind of meant to be this way you know more mental uh, more mental than be my cat more about metaphysics and stuff like that so this brought me the character brought me in that area and this had unintended consequences because also this changed my approach and also the way I work on the film and the way I feel it. So the entire process was, was harder, I can say, for we put the art to sleep. Moving forward was harder. It was harder to find my 
my my enthusiasm to go over obstacles, you know, and it's like, and there were many more obstacles, oh, tons of obstacles, because it, I can tell you some of them, like we were shooting, we put the world to sleep, you can imagine this, we were shooting, and we were going in a certain direction, and everything was going well, like acting good, everything good, what was happening was good, what was saying was good, and then all of a sudden, we end up in a point where there is no more reason to keep shooting. I mean, there was no more, like our characters in that point where they arrived in the story, both psychologically and in the story, had no more reasons to, to continue shooting. So then we stopped and I'm like, what the heck are we doing? Because we got to have a movie, right? So like, we can't just continue improvise just by ourselves. We need, how, how are we? And that literally, then, then we needed two more months to totally shake out of it and find a new direction to, to go where, uh, you know, that, that allows, allows a camera in that can record that process. And this happened not only once, it happened twice as far as I remember. <laughs> or another time, we, we, while, while improvising, we arrived to, to places and that required settings and a budget which we did not have. <laughs> <laughs> like in order to move forward things were required which we simply didn't have so th that again had to oh my god so there were so many setbacks so many obstacles with this way of working on we put work to sleep and combined with me being more rational and less you know because of the because my character was this way a different type of of darker, I think, than Be My Cat. Dark, Be My Cat, he's very violent, you know, but he's very exuberant at the same time. You know, he's like a child. The guy and we put the word to sleep is different. I think these things combined and I didn't have the same, like, oh my God, like, ah, like this extreme passion, like, you know, but for We Put the Word to Sleep, it's more of a struggling project for us. And it's still going, that struggle, you know, it's, it's different. But for pure... Again, I'm feeling that thing, you know, that I, I felt from for Be My Cat, you know, like, wow, this is meant to be, this is, this is going to be big and huge. But before that, we put the word to sleep is, is crazy, long project with lots of question marks. The same question marks that we had while shooting the film, I have the same question marks in my mind. How are the audiences going to react to all this, you uh -huh. know? What are they going to make of it? Because honestly, I'm telling you, I don't know. I'm in uncertainty. What right. are they going to make of this? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm more excited now after hearing you talk about it. I I'm, can't wait to see what you are doing. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have a, a palpable energy for what you do. I love the scope of the trilogy in general. Uh, anytime a director takes on a tr trilogy, it's kind of establishing that their focus is on the artistic integrity of what they're doing. And they have a bigger vision than just one film would be my cat. I noticed the, the focus was on obsession and inner turmoil of one person. And from the clips I've seen the, the description of we put the world to sleep, it sounds like it's a little bit more of a collective or universal turmoil or like the world is a bad place 
I, I don't know. I, I can't wait to see it. But you are not pre- you are not prepared for for. <laughs> I love it. To work to sleep. That's what we want to hear. That's what we want no, to hear. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining uh, what these are like. I'm so looking forward to both films, uh, but the progression from the inner turmoil to the the mass turmoil is pure. The spiritual film of, of the three, or is this? It, it, Pure, pure is yes. Uh, uh, Be my cat is anchored. This is another. This is another symmetry of the uh, of the of the trilogy. You know, like Be my cat is 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 anchored in the lower lower impulses, like like sexual impulses, violence. Although the guy, there is no, and I kept it intentionally. I kept away Be my cat intentionally from any type of sexual violence because already there was all these things so anything like that would make it would make it uh, grotesque and unwatchable so i didn't want any of that and also because people i mean the, my guy was the lead okay you 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 got to have something when the when the villain is the lead you can't make him a disgusting grotesque villain because nobody can watch the movie because he carries the movie okay so you still need to find some something likable <laughs> you know and that was his childness and uh, you know and approach to things so he thinks he's doing it for for love <laughs> uh, um, but but nonetheless uh the movies like he's he's obviously has these repressed impulses repressed sexuality and stuff like that the character so i would say that be my cat nonetheless is anchored in a type of lower lower impulses which are kind of repressed you know there there are problems there uh so i would say that be my cat is anchored in the kind of in the lower self somewhere there we put the word to sleep go, we go to the next level we put the word to sleep is anchored not in impulses i would say it's anchored in the mind it's anchored in reason okay so uh, if, 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 if Be My Cat was about the darkness, about the hidden impulses uh, and the violence within the human soul, and uh, we put the word to sleep, it's about the darkness that can come from the human mind, you know, that can come from the rational part. And, and pure is going to deal with, I would say, with mysteries which are beyond reason, okay? So call them call them spiritual or higher self or whatnot but I, I i do not prefer to call it this way actually because you i i minimize it no I, it's the, the best way to call it is mystery mysteries beyond reason you know that, that's what pure is about it's like it's going to be a yeah, very 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 different from from both these two super different how close are we do we have a timeline for finishing and and releasing we put the world to sleep uh, how how close are we? <laughs> yeah, Duru, Duru, Duru is making signs now for those who are listening here. Like ironically, uh, when I was editing Be My Cat, you know, for like for two months, I really pushed myself too much. Like I was literally not sleeping one time, sleeping during the day, one time sleeping during the night. So for two or three months, it's like this constant madness. Like, you know, for, for the Be My Cat, for the character in Be My Cat, I lived for a year kind of not going outside not socializing mainly mostly living inside the house and afterwards uh, ideally would have been to literally quickly cure myself you know go go outside you know have some air like but immediately editing came 
And again, I found myself sitting day and night within a dark room because finishing to edit and fucking up my sleep and all these things. Both of us need to be at our best in order to move forward. And right now, I believe this is happening. This is a good period. Like for the last for the last couple of months, I would say we are both making progress with the editing and uh, really, really moving forward. But in terms of a timeline, I can't give you yet. What I can say is that I'm really, we are really trying to to finish editing by the end of the summer, oh, or great. at least having a rough cut by the end of the summer. Oh, great! Um, great. Yeah, and 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 then the festivals will follow. But there's the thing, of course, then the festivals follow. And then when we don't know when the distributors will take it and then when there will be the commercial release and all that. But our fans who wish to watch this movie earlier, they can choose to support us on Patreon. And our top supporters will get uh, an early version of the film and they will be I will be asking them if they would like to provide feedback, you know, contribute to the final version. But they're like, uh, the, you're, you're basically screening it. It's, it's like an on, or a, a viral version of uh, doing screeners. For oh, yeah, audience. exactly. It's like a test. Exactly. So, so, so my fans on Patreon are going to be in a way like a test audience. Yes. yes. Uh, the, the ones that are, are supporting. Exactly. Uh, I, I, exactly. That's what I wanted to do, because I know that these big Hollywood productions, they always do these test screenings before releasing a movie. So I thought of, of doing it this way. So that's great. this way will... This will, this way, uh, everybody will have something. I mean, the fans will be able to watch it earlier because they're already waiting for such a long time. And I will also be getting value from this because I will know what to improve on it before it reaches the the, the wider the wider audience. Um, I'm curious. You talk about how long this has taken and how you had to take breaks. You know, even now during editing. How does that work between the two of you uh, when you're taking a break and you have to leave the characters or you have to leave the movie? How do you just go out to lunch? I mean, how do you not talk about this? How is it not all consuming between the two of you being in a relationship, both in life and in your profession? So, yeah, those those luxuries I've talked about um, absolutely made it actually feel like there's never a real break. Uh, because because again uh, it's like nobody will really judge you if you continue to talk about it or maybe you just had a problem and and you, you gave a break and there is quote unquote like no problem about you getting on with um, I mean keep on talking or keep on being resentful or angry or worried about what has just happened. And the other way around, like maybe you gave a break right after having a really like, wow, wow, wow thing. And, and then you are like lit up and, <laughs> and again, you don't feel like actually having a break when you give a break. And also because like we were so solely like pulling the reins and like having all the control, so to speak. Um, it feels also like there's also, yeah, there's also this weird guilt when you give some breaks at certain times. Cause like when there's this huge responsibility and when it's so 
unknown and uncertain and how dare you give breaks and that that is also something i think it's a little bit hard because like when people at least like i don't know maybe it's weird but um even if you just have a let's say a makeup and wardrobe person they can add another layer of control over what you're trying to do or their boundaries can also give you more freedom because your freedoms are also determined by your boundaries right so it's like and when both is so much in your hands you you are not really giving a break and sometimes at the same time you are not actually working when you are trying to work you are you are like you're still feeling like kind of mm. being in a break and and I can admit like although I love intro and I love also things that are not mainstream in art as well I realized like I can admit that especially when it, I'm compared to Adrian I, I'm someone who is much more classically inclined when it comes to also my tastes in music in everything that i can name like as favorite is like this there are this very classical movies there are this very you know this very um this or, or this wonderful old rock songs let's say uh, i mean or or opera i mean i'm i'm like i'm more i love classical art by all means um so i have this thing in me as well which definitely craves more structure i think and i think i'm also someone who is a little bit afraid of her own creativity in a weird way maybe all artists look i call myself an artist all of a sudden but anyway um <laughs> like i think many artists also have that um even if they don't admit um so i think i realized like extreme freedom um leads to like zero sometimes or confusion mm-hmm. and yeah i think of just the normal dynamics in a relationship with an artist where it's just like well how am i ever going to get this movie done or this album done if i have to do laundry and do the dishes and <laughs> there's those dynamics mm. in there too and the the time yeah. and the so the things that you're yeah. putting it together my wife and i actually she we have a safe word in Romanian yeah. or a phrase that <laughs> um, she never told me what it meant. And I was wondering if you guys could translate uh, some Romanian. Wow. She, Can she I yells ask at me. Sorry, why is it in Romanian? I don't. She learned uh, this phrase from someone at work and she just yells it at me almost every day. It's uh, so Futu Te Ungura. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, I think that's like swearing, right? Yeah, that's not a safe word. That's that's (laughs) That's a dangerous word. Yeah, but you were joking, right? About I'm joking. I'm joking. You were joking. (laughs) We can do meta too, Adrian. You know, we we can do meta too. (laughs) No, no, I, 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 somewhere, somewhere, uh, half, I started to get that he's he might be joking about this. Oh my god, I totally fell for it. I think. I think you can be an actor. I was, yeah, I was afraid when before we 
before we met today, I was I was afraid like how much is Adrian gonna troll us on this? Like is he is he gonna be serious? Is is he gonna like you know, is he gonna be meta with us? Like is he gonna make fun of us? What's gonna happen here? <laughs> Just no, to have I'm him looking the... at us through a lens uh, scary. Yeah. No, no, I'm 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 actually in, in real life uh um I'm not at all into into playing games or or pulling pranks on people. I never I'm never into stuff like that. <laughs> I'm very, That's me. I'm very, I'm very, I'm very docile. I would say on this matter. Well, nothing, nothing like my movies. <laughs> this has been so inspiring to talk to both of you. I, I cannot wait to see the work that you guys are doing together because "Be My Cat" was so inspiring to me, to all of us. Um, we we all dabble to at various degrees in the arts. Some of us a lot more than others, but I just I, I really find what you are doing, and I find your approach and your philosophy and your theory uh, and your generosity with with that approach and your, your generosity with your time, uh, being here today with us and everything that you've put online. You really offering so much. I really really couldn't appreciate your time more, and it just it's so exciting to talk to both of you. You're in my you're in my top ten of all time. All right, thank you so and much. I've, thank and I'm so a much. huge horror aficionado, and I hold you up there with Toby Hooper and George Romero. And all right, thank greats. you so much. Yeah, this is uh, this is like yeah, this feels this feels a, a bit too much, but I'm I'm really I'm really accepting it, and I'm Good. thanking for it. I'm 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 really I'm really grateful. Yeah, yeah. I I had a I had a period when when people were praising and initially you know and felt like oh that's too much thank you but i'm not that level but nowadays uh when somebody has really feels like that you know i'm no longer saying no to that you know like Good. i'm also i also want to give the the people the pleasure to really express what they feel and to let them know that that what they feel is received by me, fully received and fully, fully grateful. So thank you so much for all this, uh, this, this appreciation. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Good. You should, you should take, take every bit of it. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. So ah, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Thank hate to let you so go. Much. Can't, can't yeah. wait to, can't wait to see more. You need to get back to work. So thanks for interrupting it for us. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely keep this as a fuel for finishing. We put the word to sleep. All yeah, right. Break's oh, over. Yeah, Get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, checking out Dead Calm from 1989 and Ghost Ship from 2002, both everywhere VOD.